0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. our Friday Forum has arrived, and we are joined by Verona Murphy, Independent TD for Wexford; Cahal Fianna Independent TD for Clare; and Fionn Sheehan, Ireland Editor for the Independent.ie. Uh, uh, Finon uh, good morning. Morning. You walked over from uh, your headquarters in Talbot Street, or Marlborough Street, rather. Yeah. Uh, and you passed through the city centre. What's it like?
1: So. Upper O'Connell Street is shut off uh, because what's left of a, a Lewis tram is uh, been loaded onto the back uh, of, of a lorry. Uh, the middle of O'Connell Street, uh, you see the windows uh, and shop fronts being uh, repaired on the on the sports shops like Asics and Shoe. There's a Black Friday sign up inside in, in the, the Asics shop. How appropriate. While... The lads are are lifting large panes at last that have been that have been smashed. And next door, uh, there's a guy with an angle grinder tent trying to remove the the metal barrier that was that was kicked in uh, last night. And then the bottom of O'Connor Street is shut off because you can see the scorched marks uh, on the street where the the bus was was burnt. And yet, that's the safest I've felt in Dublin city centre for quite some time. I do that route quite a lot, going yeah, over and yeah. back from Tabby Street to here in Newstock. And the city centre has not felt safe for quite some time. I think it was basically you were mentioning this earlier on. It was basically surrendered three years ago during the pandemic, yeah, and it's never been reclaimed.
0: Yeah, and that uh, was something we addressed earlier this morning. And it's obvious to me because I, I kind of in and out here all the time yeah, to I, see I, how. I, People took over the city, felt they could act in certain ways with impunity during the pandemic, yeah. and that the, the lid was never put back on that. Yeah,
1: and that and that has continued on. That that's in no way to excuse excuse last night's uh, horrific events in in the afternoon, and then the the thuggery that took over in the streets that evening. But it's unfair to say that there is no connection whatsoever between the two.
0: No, it's not fair to say there's no
1: connection between the two. Between the, between the, the, sorry, between the the tuggery we saw last night and the, uh, the situation in in the city over the past three years since since the pandemic. I I think there's a continuation there. As you say, if, uh, if, Young, well, young lads I, think they can get away with whatever they want then they last will. night presented an opportunity how, to get away how, with even how more. How
0: much in your view had that to do with immigration or uh, you, you know that the hard right the far right uh, as they call it or, or were they kind of a loud but small voice which gave cover to the rest?
2: Yeah they they, they
1: created a, a, an, an opportunity uh, no doubt but you know you, you do witness this at night inside in, in, in the city centre gangs of young fellas uh, going around, sometimes looking for trouble, sometimes just hanging around, and they're, they're, you don't feel a policing presence uh, uh, around the place. We saw that during the summer when we saw uh, a number of violent uh, attacks in the city centre. We were told, oh, it's, it's fully safe, uh, that there is adequate policing. I, I don't think that is the case. So, un- unfortunately, what we witnessed uh, last night... Uh, is is the culmination of everything that we have seen happening in the, in this city uh, over over recent years. It's not just some something that can be written off as a one off event.
0: All right, uh, Verona, uh, your reaction to what you saw last night.
3: Well, first, Pat, I just want to absolutely say that my first thoughts and my prayers are with those who were physically injured, the children, innocent children. You know what really infuriates
0: care. me is that the the compassion and uh, sympathy we should be having for those children. Because whatever emerges in court when there are charges and all the rest, it probably will emerge. This is a one-off incident connected to, to absolutely nothing. We don't know anything much about the individual except that he, uh, the suspect is an Irish citizen, a naturalised no, Irish citizen. We don't know no more than that, but I suspect absolutely unconnected. And yet what we're talking about this morning is not um, sympathy for... The the children who were injured and the outrage of such an attack and how it could happen. Instead, we're talking about what happened, the rising,
3: And I, I think it was opportunist that this happened on the back. However, I just want to say that I hope the minister's words this morning were genuine in that they will put the supports because the psychological impact of this on everybody involved in that incident is going to be a lifetime. So we need to ensure that that happens. And to move on, I fully agree with Finon. I think this is uh, thuggery. I think for the commissioner, I'm very surprised at the reaction um, of the policing authority. I, I read statements that were issued yesterday that appeared to have frantic language in them, there didn't appear to be any coherent plan for something like this, that we've had several precursor Mm. red-flagged events.
0: But do you not uh, accept or understand... (laughs) That they're not going to say, oh, we have been incompetent, Um, we didn't do our jobs right, because they're never going to say that. No,
3: I agree that they're not going to say it, but I think we have to ask the questions as political representatives. And on Tuesday, my group, I'm a member of the regional group, we have submitted to the Count Corlea this morning, understanding order 34, that we will suspend what is dull business for Tuesday to discuss this matter. We brought a, a motion to the floor recently as the regional group with regards to policing, policing. And I think at that time we had, we laid it bare the actual damage that was being done. We don't and aren't recruiting Gardi. We're not replacing those who are retiring. This, by the way, is not just a problem in Dublin. This is a significant issue where I live in County Wexford. In our towns, we Um, have residents, we have visitors, we have businesses, all complaining in the same way. But
0: I listen to the GRA and they make the job seem so attractive, unattractive all the time. They're always complaining about this, that and the other. And we've talked to Brendan O'Connor this morning. They they moan so loudly about everything that's going on that if I was a young person listening and I'd say, who'd want to be a guard? And that's not really the way to solve your problem by t- turning people off but the I job. But I think
3: the reality is they can't solve a problem if, it, if their problems aren't being supported. I mean, we have a hierarchy in the Guard management that have not listened. If you saw the Guards last night on social media, none of them drew battens. They were on their own. I mean, this is... This is a manic crisis situation. But the Gardaí on the ground are, in, in, to my mind, certainly, and the people I speak to, mm-hmm. are not at fault.
0: In a situation like that, Carl, the, the, the response uh, of drawing your baton, which allows someone to take a, a video of you on their phone and then put it on social media, perhaps with the, your name on, the, on your epaulette uh, being shown to the world, uh, that's probably not a, an appropriate response to a riot. But water cannon would be. I don't know if we even have water cannon
2: just at the outset, like like Fiona and Verona want to sympathise with the children who were subjected to that awful attack of a daughter the same age. I was a school teacher for years and exactly what Verona said, when something happens at the school gate, thankfully we would only minor things in my experience over the years, but they do linger, they do haunt children for many years and NEPs and psychological services will really need to wrap around here and help. So your question relates to um, what can be done. Um, we're we're Look, we're watching a manifestation that happened last night. Most of what we've seen is footage on um, on Twitter, online. Um, and I think I there'll think be days to praise what really happened last night. I think a few things. Uh, first of all, we're hearing this morning that there were people being summoned to the spire yesterday evening. There was a call put out on certain social media platforms. This was organised from the get-go by a far-right element. However... There was a, very much a bandwagon approach then of every tog and gouger in the city that was around that area joining in and hurling bottles and bricks and whatever you like. I think the guards, the frontline guards did an excellent job. And I think... Uh, there how, was sp- how can you say that? Or I what?
0: mean, the, the, the city was in chaos. The city was yeah, in I mean, chaos. if, if they did a great job, that would not have escalated the way it did. A Lewis would not have been set on fire. A bus would not have been hijacked and then burned. You know, they did lose control for a period.
2: They got controlled by around nine o'clock yesterday evening, and I came up on the train this morning and cycled. The kids were all going
0: home with their A6 uh, trainers at that point. Yeah,
2: absolutely. There was chaos for several hours, but I I, I cycled through the city this morning, having come off the train, and I saw what both Ron and Fiona have seen, and it's, it's a scene of carnage, but there's calm and there's policing there, and the situation's being brought back to order, public transport's back. That's inexcusable as to what happened last night. Um, One of of the things, Pat, I'd like to hone in on is I've spoken to many of the guards who've been drafted up to Dublin Mm in recent weeks to help out. Spoke to one just last week. He was from County Offaly. And he was very happy to be up and very happy to be playing his role. But he said, you know, while I'm up here, he said there's a station down home, Rourley, without someone. I'm from County Clare we're a little bit immune they're not drafting him up from County Clare but if you're in the greater Leinster area the Midlands your local guards have probably been drafted into this that isn't sustainable and we can't have these peak and trough situations where um, there's a big response when there's something going on and uh, like last night it becomes reactive um, government is investing hugely the largest investment we've ever had in a budget in terms of guard provision but um, it's a struggle to recruit it's a struggle to recruit across the economy uh, you ask any business they're struggling to recruit the coffee shops downtown here and up they're all struggling to recruit. We are struggling to recruit Gardee. And, and the guard the job,
0: it, though, is a good job. It's not like a coffee shop job, a barista job, which may come and go. If you're in the guards, you're in there for life, more or less, and it, it does pay well. Might be a bit of a struggle. But, you know, people saying, I'm 28, I'm a garden, I have no uh, I have no house, I haven't got a mortgage. Well, I'm sorry, a lot of people at 28 don't uh, achieve a mortgage. They have to wait a little bit longer than that. Some of the texts, before I go back to you, Fiona. I've worked in the North Inner City for 20 years. The social decline in the last four years has been rapid and intimidating. Sitting at home last night with teenage sons, I realised the power of algorithms. The videos I was seeing online were very different to the videos and messages that were being shared to their phones. The incitement of violence was chilling. Eventually at 11pm my 13 year old said he never realised how lucky he was to be white. Another one last night had virtually nothing to do with immigration. I've been going into the city every weekend for over 30 years and the last three years have seen a menacing air. Dublin City needs its own metropolitan police force. Time we grew up and faced reality. That's uh, from Simon. So... Well,
1: Carl um, kind of hit the head there. He's saying that Cardi are being brought up from the country to police Dublin and yet we're being told oh there's adequate resources yeah. above in Dublin uh, Dublin is perfectly safe well no it's not and these we we have been led a merry dance on Garda recruitment uh, for the last number of years we were told oh Covid disrupted it and blah 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 and now we're we're still in a situation where there is a cri- crisis of resources in Ungarish, Yecona kind of going right up to the top where you can't even get somebody to apply for the Deputy Commissioner's job so I think, you know, there is a, a fundamental
0: failure on, on a But you a see, all sorts of things to... going on, like the kids know, those who are in touch with the law, that they're likely to get the juvenile diversion programme. They mm-hmm. won't end up in uh, some unpleasant place, where, which will be basically uh, a school for criminals, uh, which is what juvenile prison used to be. Uh, they'll get the juvenile diver- diversion programme. I mean, do they have to show there are consequences?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I I think from what we're seeing over the past couple of months, between events outside the national parliament and now events on the the main thoroughfare of of the city, that the unfortunately the the softly softly approach just engenders a bigger response on on, on the part of those who want who want to cause uh, trouble, uh, and that people are seeing that there are no consequences uh, majorly to, to to their actions. I mean, even if you wanted to uh, put people in juvenile detention centers starting the places yeah. Yeah. it's not the staff you can't put in the last week we've seen the crisis around special care for kids who are are very much at risk and need to be need to be um put in in temporary in permanent in in actual stable care facilities that foster care won't won't work for them and there isn't the spaces we even have the HSE going to court to appeal against the fact that kids are being put into special care because they don't have the resources uh, there. So this is a wider problem than, than just people seeing the consequences. Is it the down,
0: uh, downside of the tech uh, success here... Uh, Loads of very well-paid jobs in the silicon docks and surrounding areas, Uh, the appeal of professions like nursing and teaching and so on, uh, and those ancillary professions you're talking about, the dearth of. Uh, People say, why should I do that when I can have a nice um, lunch provided free of charge by an American tech company and a nice life and days out, uh, you know, bonding in the mountains or whatever it might be versus actually working hard somewhere?
3: Well I think when you, when you look at what Finon is pointing out it's our deficits in the health service for it, it, CAMs related issues children who need supports, who need mental health help And they're not getting it. And ultimately, they turn into teenagers with serious issues. And I think that's where much, no matter what we say about these, many of these were only children to teenagers. And it's the same all over the country. The Gardaí cannot deal effectively. As Finan says, they virtually have their hands tied behind their back. There's nowhere to put these children. There's no way to reprimand them. And they know that. If you look at, actually, the video footage last night, you might have noticed they didn't assault the Gardie and many of them in a way that they could have if there were big crowds. They were more intent on the looting element, as far as I can see. And I think that's where we need to regain control.
0: Another text. Dublin City Centre has been let rot by the government and Garda over the past couple of years. It's not a lack of Garda numbers. It's a lack of planning and, more importantly, enforcement of our laws. Drug dealing and motorbike theft rampant. So much so, there are websites dedicated to it. Helen McEntee should be ashamed of her. Dublin is a safe city. Commons. That's from Barry in Port Marnock. I mean, we have overlooked maybe drugs, but uh, many of those people last night will have been fuelled by cocaine, Cahal, which gives them Dutch courage, um, false courage, bravado. uh, And I'm wondering, I mean, the the real criminals behind a lot of the disintegration of Dublin Mm. City are, are those people who import drugs, sell drugs, and those who encourage that trade by their consumption.
2: Yeah, Pat, look... I just want to hone in. I mentioned there, guards are coming up from the country to bolster numbers in Dublin. I would have taught before I became a TD in 2020. Before then, I was only infrequently coming to Dublin. I'm now here several nights every week. I've spoken to some people who are, I've spoken to many homeless people. I've spoken to people who would have drug addiction problems. I've spoken to people down at the needle exchanges. I would have taught before I came here more regularly to Dublin, these drug addicts were generally people from Dublin. They're not. You'd hear very rural voices. You'd hear people from my own county. There are not those facilities around the country. So people who would have habits and addictions lasting several years are now in Dublin. They've come up here because the rural family or the family in small town Ireland hasn't supports, nor are there maybe sufficient HSE and state support so They come up here um, to, I suppose, feed the habit, number one. Uh, rehabilitate perhaps is what they aspire to and yet they get caught up in this whole thing and if you look, I won't name the needle exchanges a lot of very positive work happens but down the block from each of them you can see open air drug dealing happening Morning, noon, the night. And, and Pat, the other point I just want to add, we've just been talking about, we can talk about cams. There's so many very important, deep, and important debates. To have. What about parenting? You've had texts in from parents who were talking to their 13 year old child sitting across from the couch. That isn't every family. There are a lot of children uh, from from you know from the adolescent years being dragged up and let do whatever they want out there. So it should come as no surprise when they hit 17 or 18 and there's trouble kicking off down the street that they're going to join. That well, let's not be apologetic. In for, Wexford,
3: they're for not waiting until they're 17 and 18. We have 12 and 13 year olds running riot on the street where the guardy literally are afraid to touch them we can't because say of the, the mental real last night. That would be ser- The
1: problem last night is, if a guard had, as you said, drawn a baton and responded back, he'd now be up for GSOC.
3: Mm. Which that's, is a nightmare. There'd be
1: a complaint in straight away this morning, and that guard would be under investigation and be potentially and suspended, and positive, and yes, suspended, and so on. We've and over, that's how we are okay. treating. We've the over hundred on suspended
2: bases. guards. We've over hundred suspended guards. Our guard division down clear is three hundred guards. So if you want to equate that, around one third of my guard division down home nationally is now suspended. Some of them have done maybe awful things. some but we're have not matched, taking but they're, up they're a conversation, Cottle, they, about the guards um, who are
3: just leaving. But,
2: but just no, but, leaving. But, but they okay.
3: should
0: be, they um, should just, be back we're in line. We're going to end it here because I'm going to be talking to Pascal Donahue in just a few, few moments' time. Finally, if you are not, no quick fix for this.
2: No,
1: the, the, there, there isn't. You, you you have to you can go back to um, the much lamented Rudy Giuliani in New York back in the nineteen eighties coming up with his um,
0: zero tolerance
1: zero tolerance uh, his broken windows theory that that you start off at the every very broken base. window repairs yeah, immediately you you every, you just clamp down on on everything and you make sure that you you lift the the, yeah. the standards right across the board.
3: Well, I think we have to use utilize our defence forces much more rapidly in incidents as you said, whether we have water cannons or not. We have to look at it. This is happening across the con- the world. We see yeah. it in Europe. What template are the Guardi waiting for, the management in Guardi waiting for yeah. to put a plan in place?
2: Finally call. Yeah we brought in legislation for body cams. There's been a huge amount of investment, two point three billion. But that does not matter. If you've been the victim of crime, the funding I'm talking about and everything doesn't matter. We want to see on street policing and that begins with recruitment path. It's happening. Uh, but we need a whole lot more. And we need to stop sucking the guard from the local village up to Dublin because that creates back problems in the towns and okay. villages elsewhere in the country. <laughs>
0: the, the only thing I'm thinking of, given the kind of society we have at the moment, if we had water cannon, six degrees last night, uh, the poor lambs would be soaked to the skin and sue the state. I'm for sure, Pat, them those lads aren't out of bed yet to listen to your show. We'll, so we'll, that's have, we'll have a
3: very increased legal aid bill, I'm sure, when All we're right.
0: yeah. uh, Thank you very much. The last voice you hear there Verona Murphy, independent TD for Wexford. Before that, Cahill Crow, Finefold TD for Claire and Finon Shane, Ireland editor for at uh, the Independent thank you one and all the
1: Pat Kenny show with Aviva insurance weekdays at 9am on news talk